On this week's episode, we present you with the kidnapping and torture of Colleen Stan in disturbing detail, then review the shockingly suspenseful Girl in a Box. So make sure you're not being followed by the company and meet us in the pod shed. We're trying to drink enough seltzers to drown out the facts of this case and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Boop, 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 boop. Hello. Hello. Like we haven't just strenuously uh, tried to start this podcast for the past Struggle 15 minutes. Act casual. How's it going, B? It's going. We're here. We're in the shed. It's a fucking beautiful overcast about to be maybe stormy night bro it feels like it's fall it's gorgeous it's the last gift from the weather gods before our northern california summer kicks our teeth in yeah because even yesterday though it was like 80 degrees it was windy and just dark and cloudy it was fucking awesome so right off the jump we have to say thank you everybody we hit a big milestone over the past week over five thousand downloads which for a Probably a lot of podcasts is not a big deal, but for us, for it's, us a big it's deal. huge. Yeah, but we can't believe anyone would ever listen to this. So yeah. if you've listened, if you're listening now, thank you. We appreciate it. So Bailey, before you get into it. No, I have a question. What does it mean by downloads? So do you have to be following us for it to download? So like, I guess because you can listen without downloading. Right? right. Yeah. So I guess the downloads are different than the listens. Yeah. And the downloads are kind of what matters because that's what like. The charts or the powers that be look at to decide if you're an air quote successful podcast. Gotcha. Now, that being said, big time podcasts get like tens of thousands of downloads an episode. But we're not comparing ourselves. No, to we're that. not. But I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, the downloads are what matters. Okay. So that is. It's but a different to us, thing. It all matters. Of course. Everything matters. Um, And so that being said, if you've um, left us a five star review, thank you so much. Any comments? Thank you so much. And if you haven't, if you could do it, that would be great. It really helps our podcast. And we love to see it. We've gotten a lot of great comments on IG over the past week or two. If you left us a comment, shout out to you. We love you. We appreciate you. I personally get back to pretty much every comment I see. So, Because now we have proof, motherfuckers. Like, we know you're listening. Hey. We know you're out there. Did we get one tree last week? Mm-hmm. One leaf? Well, you know, maybe they're not caught up yet. <laughs> maybe they haven't made it to the 420 episode yet. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for all the love. We appreciate it. We love you back. How was your week? Oh, my God. What a fucking downer of a week. Wow. I haven't seen you. It feels like all week up until today. I finally saw you today. Just a fucking Debbie downer of a week. I saw you because your mom was here. Oh, yeah. That feels like three weeks ago already. It feels like already. so long ago, right? I know. Um. So, yeah. I've been working with my coworker full time. We call her sadness from inside out. All week because my boss was at like a golf retreat. So of if he, course he was. If he can't open, she has to come in because uh-huh. I can't be there that early. Yeah. And so she could have gone home. She was supposed to go home. We're still supposed to be working at 20% capacity. But did she? No. No, she just wanted to suck the life out of so you. So this week felt like a whole month. She doesn't listen to this, does she? 
how could she i mean she could stalk me she probably could could. she could be trying to find a reason to use this to get me fired well we haven't mentioned any names so yeah Mm. Mm. um and then yeah nick with his fucking allergies is just dying all week so it's sadness at work and sadness at home (laughs) it's just been a real fucking downer the best part about your husband having such bad allergies is when we moved up here so cocky and like oh yeah Get ready. When you move here, your face is going to explode. You'll never be able to survive these allergies. Whoop de whoop de whoop. Guess what? Joke's on you, Nick. Because in the Bay Area, I had allergies. And I moved here. And I haven't gotten allergies once, even though everyone gets really bad allergies here. So apparently, the only thing I'm allergic to is in the Bay Area. There you go. There's I'd love to know what it is. There yeah. That's not here that... I am allergic to. I'd love to know about So that. Nick's over there dying. I'm in fucking uh, easy street over here. No allergies. Um. So besides my week being a big pile of dog shit, um, it was bird week at Violet's Daycare. Fantastic. Right? Bird's the word or whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right? I thought it was cute. So do they celebrate a bird every day? I guess. I don't fucking know. But mainly, so Friday was supposed to be like dress and bird theme. <laughs> Did you glue a bunch of boas to her shirt? No. So I thought about it and I did. I had her in like flamingo shorts and she had a flamingo hat. But really, I'm giving all the credit to you. Hey, I will take it. I dressed her in her fucking dinosaur outfit. Yes, queen. Because what did you teach me? That the closest descendants to dinosaurs are birds and that dinosaurs used to be covered in feathers. Fucking feathers. And they look ridiculous yeah so i mean i took screenshots of the shit from national geographic and then nick even made a good point so birds of prey uh-huh. are typically referred to as raptors yeah uh-huh I know and it's all connected yeah it really is so i brought all these fucking facts spewed them all out at the teachers of the daycare they loved it they're like we didn't know any of this fucking shit all you have to do is ask dr grant of jurassic park and he'll let you know all about it so i just knew that you would love that that i dress my kid in her fucking dinosaur gear for bird yeah as you should okay Just picture giant chickens, and that's a dinosaur. And then, so they're having this, like, dinosaur exhibit at the fairground. Yeah, my coworker asked me if I was taking my kids to it, but I'm a little bummed that it's just, like, a drive-thru. It's it's 15 minutes. They're not feathered. it's, like, 30 bucks. No, it's, like, $70. It's expensive. Just sit in your car. Pre-COVID, this would have been an event that you could go to, walk and ha- through, yeah. and have like exhibits and be there for like a good amount of time. Of course. And they which have I would pay the money for. And the food. And, but they're not even doing like backgrounds. It's legit. Yeah, just, it's just the uh, dinosaurs. In a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Like at least give me some potted plants and some fake rocks. Or Come something. on. Do something. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> Can seven, I get some dinosaur nuggets? $70? Yeah, that's crazy. Because he told Ooh. me it was like $30. I'm like, I'm not paying $30 yeah. to drive mm-hmm. through some dinosaurs. Um, And then on a high, so it was Administrative Professionals Day, like Wednesday or something. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Congrats to you. I know you get spoiled every year for it. Uh, so I got to pick lunch. Okay. And I picked the new dumpling place that you had recommended. <laughs> but yes, because you had recommended it to the me. The new dumpling place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while I will say it is gorgeous food. Oh, like very. But the flavor is not all the way there. The spice Mm -hmm. is there. Mm -hmm. It was spicy. It's beautiful. The ingredients are fresh. The service was off the charts. It's a very like hipster dumpling, like fresh 
Asian food. But the flavor wasn't fully developed for me. Like the dumpling was off the charts, but the sauce and it's the fucking sauce sauce that makes it, man. The noodles phenomenal but the, the sauce and the sauce i mean yeah uh-huh. um which just reinstates our theory that guess who has great flavor the weird dingy hole in the wall place that will give you dumplings with like some hot vinegar but that's, that's why i hook. thought that this place had the most potential because it's in a shady part of town oh that's fun yeah it's in a real bad area and it's like on the corner of a parking Oh, Mark. I wasn't picturing that at all. I was picturing um, like a very like clean hipster it downtown used, situation. Nope. It used to be a truck that they turned. Yes. It, I like, love it. It's like a half and half now. It's like part truck, well, part sit down. You're much, I'll go back. You're much bougier than I am. I wonder if I'll like it more. I'll absolutely go back. It was very good. Just not. We're just so spoiled. Five stars. We're so spoiled. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Fair review. I'll give you my teeth whitening review. Please. I got my LED teeth whitening kit yes. on Amazon. Yes. I bought it because I got it came with a coupon. $25 yes. off. So I got it for like 15 bucks. Free shipping because I'm a prime. Um, I can't. I think it's called <coughs> Smile Titan. Sure. I don't remember. Anyways. Smile Bright. It is working really good. Okay. I do not know if that's because of the LED light. Yeah. I am not sure if that does anything. Yeah. But the whitening paste, mm-hmm. incredible. So it comes with a little tray. It comes with a little teeth whitening gel that's in like syringes. Have you ever done teeth whitening before? Yes. So you so have something I'm, to compare it I'm to. I'm getting to that. I I haven't done, I got to be honest, I'm a cheapskate. So I have not done the whitening strips because I refuse to pay the money. I agree. I just refuse. Yeah. Um. So the little gel that you put in the tray, the tray clicks into the LED thing. I appreciate the LED light because you're only supposed to do it for 10 minutes and it is timed. Yeah. So once you start it, it goes 10 minutes, it turns off. So that's convenient. Mm -hmm. That is convenient. So it really works. I noticed a difference right away. Amazing. Like I said, I don't know if that's from the LED light. This gel is incredible because have you ever done the trays with the gel before? Mm-hmm. And you know how you drool uncontrollably and all you want to do is spit? And yeah. You it could just... doesn't happen with this. Okay. The gel stays in place. Gotcha. Stays in the tray, stays on your teeth, doesn't give you the constant like spit in yeah. your mouth. So it's great. And then um, no sensitivity. Not yet, but I've only done it for three days. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure yet. I don't know how long you're supposed Dude, to go. Dude, I'll fucking take the sensitivity if I'm getting the outcome. Like I used to work with a girl who would do those crest white strips overnight. And oh. she'd wake up and she's all, my teeth hurt. But that's how I know that it worked. I'm like, girl, that feels aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, so far so good. I'm super excited for you cuz yeah. Thank you. I was Thank very you. I've been very lit down by a lot of teeth whitening products. So that's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too, but maybe it's cuz I refuse to pay the big money for it, but so far so good. Oh, cool. And even if all the LED light does is give you something fun to do while you're doing it. Like you great. said the timer alone. The timer alone is great and the fact that the gel stays in place. And maybe the LED helps with that. Like maybe it's a drying effect. <laughs> I literally have no clue <laughs> what it science. does. Science. It's magic. I want to know if you've worn your lip plump to work or gotten any comments if anyone else has noticed. I don't think anybody knows me well enough to notice, yeah. but I've been wearing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you still see a difference? I feel like I do. It could be, it could be a mm-hmm. placebo effect, yeah. but whatever. It's still fun. It's still, it's still fun. And you know what I really like that's worth the money? Even if that doesn't work, the like nourishing mineral one. The nighttime the, the one. The nighttime one is 
phenomenal. Like the lip mask. Mm-hmm. And so I've noticed a difference in my lips, even if they don't look plumper when I put on the gloss, which I feel like they do a little bit. Yeah. The mineral nourishing gloss or whatever it, has moisturized my lips like crazy. Love that. So yeah, I even put it on when it's not at nighttime. I just put it on for fun. Very cool. Look so yeah, at you. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> just hanging out. Although I will give a review on... So I always use the Garnier Fructis Micellar Water. Yes. And I normally use the one with either the green cap or like the pink rose one. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were out of both when I went shopping. So I got the blue cap one, which is supposed to be for waterproof makeup, which I, sorry, which I don't wear. But that new mascara I talked about last well, week huh? is so hard to take off. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe this will be good for that. That shit's not just micellar water. That shit has like oil in it. Like it feels oh, like baby oil, yeah, 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 which is fine and it works really well. Mm-hmm. But then I always have to like rinse my face afterwards, yeah, which is also fine. But the whole point of the micellar water is, is that you shouldn't to have to be do like both. clean and fresh afterwards. Mm-hmm. With like you don't have to do anything afterwards. Yeah, this I definitely have to still rinse my face. Yeah, um, otherwise you feel super oily afterwards. Interesting. So that's my review on the blue top. So, however, water. with the oily texture. Was it easier getting the eye makeup off? No, I still have to like really scrub at it. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. Mm, okay. But, you know, because yes, you have it. The only one I've ever used is the pink top. Yeah, yeah. me too. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. There well, you go, guys. There you have it. There's all of our reviews. See you next week. <laughs> it's been great. Hopefully, we get a, a Garnier Fructisa right. contract at some point. So it's like those uh, episodes on YouTube, like all the this is what the influencers convinced me to buy, and yeah. here's my review on or it. Or look at what TikTok yeah. made me buy. Uh-huh. Totally. So speaking of look at what TikTok made me buy, this is a look at what TikTok made us do for the for the podcast case because that's where I first heard about this case was TikTok. Fuck yes, I have a list of um, cases that I'm keeping that I've learned about on TikTok. Yeah. Because you Google like true crime and like movies based on true crime or whatever, and you get the same list over and over again, and it's a lot of mobster movies. Someone said something the other day that really blew my mind. Like, Google isn't, it's a search engine. It's not an I have an answer to all questions engine. Well, that's stupid because I feel like that's exactly what it should be. No, but it's just so amazing because, like you're saying, you've Googled it a thousand times and And this shit results. And this shit that you're learning on TikTok is not on Google. There's still stuff out there left to be learned. Or it's so deep on Google I'm too lazy to look for it. Maybe. But if it goes past page two, I'm not looking. Again, we can't express enough how much we get out of this fucking app. Uh, how much it it's teaches literally everything. us our game changing on our facial makeup <laughs> everything skincare the, everything about the way our we whole live. podcast based on tiktok my recipes oh yeah <laughs> cleaning hacks our booze yeah really upped our booze game i mean we are better versions of ourselves it teaches us what the kids are listening to so mm-hmm. we know the songs yeah it um, teaches us the kids lingo so yeah. thank you for this week's case, TikTok. Thanks, TikTok. So this week we are doing the kidnapping of Colleen Stan. And what movie did you watch, B? The Girl in the Box. The Girl in the Box. 2016. Literally all the trigger warnings. It's This is a horrific case. Horrific things happen to her. So if you need a trigger warning for 
sexual abuse and rape and abduction and everything. And I have that written down in here. That's episode 21 is called All the Trigger Warnings. It's Sylvia Likens. Yep. Very similar. Very similar to Sylvia Likens. Very similar vibes. And I think for us, for you and I, the cases that hit the hardest to us are cases like this, where it's women who have been, you know, abducted, tortured, whatever, mm-hmm. because we're women and we yeah. can imagine that how horrific that would be. Yeah. And then anything to do with kids because we're parents. Right. Absolutely. So. All right. Um, what do you want to do for a drinking game? How about so uh, this week we're taking it easy because I have somewhere to be in the morning. I have to be responsible. So we're just doing seltzer. So anytime you hear us crack open a seltzer. That's a good one. Take a drink. Okay, You're lucky because you, you already missed one of those. I know. We cracked one open before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we and there's one. no ice to be chewed. <laughs> no, not this week. I chewed plenty last week to make up for it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of stuff you forgot to wrote down. Or to <laughs> wrote down. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, if any time I um, say I didn't write something down, yeah. take a drink. Because we had a rough time with the notes tonight. Oh, and my Atlanta. Let's have a cheers, boo-boo. Hey. Hey. And that's cheers. a real stretch. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. yeah. The notes. I was writing down my notes and my three-year-old kept throwing up. So it's been a fun night so far. Oh, we'll drink to that too. Oh, God. Could we not drink to that? Woo. All right. Here we go. Oh, you know what another fun one would be? Anytime we burp because all we're drinking is seltzer. Yeah, that's probably So if happen. you hear one of us burp. Yeah, that's in replace of the ice. Take a chug. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week, I got everything from a new podcast I listened to called Hostage. Ooh. It's a two-parter on Colleen's case. Great podcast. Lots of information. Wonderful podcast. Okay. I'm sure I'll use them again in the future for other kidnapping cases. Because okay. I believe they don't do murder. I, well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if somebody dies in a hostage situation. But yeah. I'm going off the fact that their name is Hostage, that it's about mainly yeah, kidnapping situations. Mm-hmm. Great. Great podcast. Wonderful. And then I watched um, It's Hard. I watched a crime documentary that was like made for TV. I watched it on YouTube. Okay. So it's hard for me to find the original source of it. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, they do put up the words Wicked Attraction. Hmm. So I think that's the name of the episode, but I couldn't find the name of the actual show it was on. Okay. So that's on YouTube. It says Wicked Attraction. Make that what you will. But that's great because it is told they are interviewing Colleen. Yeah. Um, so you get her firsthand experience. Okay. So 1977, Colleen Stan, who is originally from Riverside, California, is 20 years old. She is hitchhiking her way down from Eugene, Oregon, where she currently lives, to a town in Northern California, Westwood. Um, It's her friend's birthday, and Colleen had meant to drive down there, but her car wasn't working. So she did what she did many times, which was hitchhike, which people, again, we've talked about in the 70s. Yeah, we've talked about it. Um, Here in the whole West Coast, really, we have um, Highway 5 that runs from the very bottom of California to the very top of Washington. Yep. Um, I don't even know if it passes off into Canada and just changes names. Probably. Yeah. But you can take Highway 5, a straight shot, basically almost no curves or turns or anything. It's a straight line from bottom to top. So that's what she's doing. She's like hitchhiking down 5 to get to this small town in Northern California called Westwood, which is funny because I've never even heard of that town. 
thank you. I felt the same way. I'm yeah. like, is this made up? I don't know. I don't like that. So she does get offered a couple of rides that she declines because they're like just dudes in the car. Yeah. She's like, no, that's dangerous mm-hmm. to be alone with these dudes. Good. So she declines those. Then um, a couple pulls over a man and what you assume to be his wife and their baby. We have talked about this shit. The baby's the biggest cat. Yes. That if you see a woman and or a baby, even just a car seat. Even just a car seat. Yeah, they it could be a, a dude baby. with even just a car seat. But you'd always oh, a family man. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the catfish. So they pull over and offer her a ride. And oh, he's married. They have a baby. That's a safe ride. Mm-hmm. She gets in. They take off. So this couple is Cameron and Janice Hooker. Hold on after Bert. Already. Hey. Already. Cameron and Janice Hooker. Uh, they meet as teenagers, meaning Cameron's like 19. And I think Janice is like. 17 or something 16 yeah. i didn't write it down so <laughs> i wouldn't know the movie said 16 perfect so i was right um janice comes from a super strict household her parents are total assholes they don't let her do anything yeah. they put her down her whole life nobody will ever love her she's not smart she's not beautiful she you know mm-hmm. they've wrecked her self-esteem awesome so by the time Cameron shows up with his slick talk, uh-huh. she has zero experience with boys dating. And so she falls for fucking anything. Is he attractive? No. Okay. And in fact, one of the best things I love about that hostage podcast is they continuously very low key like make dig. fun of him all the time, yeah. which I find hilarious. For sure. Like, it'll just be something small. Like, they'll be talking because they, they're they one of those good podcasts that, like, describe and, like, set scenes mm-hmm. and, like, put you there. And they'll be like, Cameron pursed his thin lips. Yes. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> and um, Colleen describes him as very geeky looking when he okay. pulls over to offer her a ride. Okay. Um, But, you know, I guess he has... Either he has the gift of gab or it's just poor Janice is so naive and um, such low self-esteem that it's just easy to like pull one over on her. Right. But, you know, they talk, whatever. He finally convinces her and convinces her parents, more importantly, to go on, on a first date with him where he takes her to like the woods and ties her wrists to a tree limb. Totally. Strips her naked and whips her. Average first date. She has no idea. She's like, yeah, this is this I, is what we do. I guess this is what sex is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. OK. And even though obviously it's horrific for her and probably terrible for her afterwards, he, you know, lo- tells her basically that he loves her and is like, yeah, this was great. Kind like- to her. And she becomes obsessed with him. Yeah. And that's how it is from then on out. Wow. She's obsessed with him. She can't live without him. He's the only person who could ever love her. Wow. Um, He's obviously, if you haven't figured it out yet, into like sadomasochism, but not the fun, kinky kind, no. like the abusive, really hardcore, torturous, horrific kind. All he really wants is a sex slave. He's trying to get this groom, this young woman, right. into that. He purposefully picked a girl who has no experience and not very street smart to then be able to like groom her sexual preferences into this lifestyle. Right. 
so fantastic. January 18th, 1975, they get married in. Guess where they get married? Where would they get married? Kind of white, trashy people from Northern California. Sacramento. Reno. Reno. Yeah. Okay. They go to Mar- Reno and get married. Um, and for years into their marriage, they spend it with him abusing her and torturing her and convincing her that she can't leave him because nobody will ever want her or love her and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Finally, it gets to the point where she can't take it anymore. <coughs> I believe it's a gas mask situation. Ooh. A gas mask that has had the air filters and everything yep. plugged up so she can't breathe. Uh-huh. And she's like, no. I'm done. Absolutely I'm not. Yeah. Um, and when I say that he, like, tortures her, like, he whips her. He ties her up. He strangles her until yeah. she's on the brink of death and passing out. And then he, he'll let her breathe again. Right. Like, he really, really fucks her up. This yeah. is not like, oh, he tied me with a it's, tie no, and, mm-hmm. you know, no, none no. of that. There's no safe words. There's no getting out of it. So the gas mask thing happens and she puts her foot down. Absolutely fucking not. I'm done. So he's like, well, what are we going to do about this? Because you're I'm not my done. wife. Yeah. It's your job to please me as a woman. And as my wife, that's the only thing you're here for. So she finally concedes to the idea of him getting a sex slave. Him procuring a young woman to take on as his sex slave to keep hopefully most or in her mind i'm sure all of the abuse off of her yeah in exchange for this she wants a baby yeah and he's not allowed to have penetrative sex with the sex slave gotcha no no weenies and vaginas you can play with you can do whatever you want but you're getting off on me yeah yeah gotcha of course so that's, he, that's what marriage is, right? He jumps on that deal, give, knocks her up, gets her her baby. And here we are back to picking up Colleen Stan with the baby in the car. They're driving. So interesting. They go to a gas station. Colleen gets out to pee. She goes to the bathroom and she says that she hears a voice. She believes because she is a religious girl that it was God or an angel telling her (coughs) to jump out the window of the bathroom and And get the fuck out. Run. Get out. And she ignores that voice and she goes back to the car where now in the back seat there's this like weird looking (coughs) box. Uh huh. And she's like, that's weird. That wasn't here before. Whatever. They drive on. They're driving. And um, Cameron asks her if they can stop to see these ice caves. And she doesn't really want to stop. She wants to, like, keep going. But, but she's a sweet girl. Well, and she doesn't want to be rude. Like, yeah, they're being they're nice. they're giving her a ride. Going yeah. out of their way to give her a ride. So she's like, yeah, fine. We'll go to these ice caves. So he drives down this, like, kind of desolate road for a while. He finally pulls over. Janice and the baby get out. And they go down to, look like, look at a creek or something. And she's like, wait, where'd the dude go? Like, Where's Cameron? Where's this guy at? He just like disappeared. He comes up behind her with a knife, holds it to her throat where he proceeds to tie her wrists together and blindfold her. And then he picks up this box, which is this handmade plywood box that he built himself. There's a hinge on it. So it opens up. Colleen describes it opens like a clam. Yep. And then it comes down and shuts around her head and there's a hole for her neck. Okay. So she's has this box on her head. He's insulated it with carpet so nobody can hear her scream. Mm. 
It's very fucking heavy. So she has to lay down on the back seat yeah. with it on. Yeah. And they drive away. Yeah. With Colleen in the back seat. Well, and it's not like they'd want her sitting up with it on anyways. Right. So, mm-hmm. so let me flip my notes over. Flip that bitch. Slap it around a little bit. So they drive back to their home in Red Bluff, California. Crazy. I flipped out. I'm not going to tell you how close we live to Red Bluff. We could no, live five that, minutes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We could live an hour away. We could live two hours away. But let's just say Red Bluff is close enough for us to like vaguely drive to. So oh, it's yeah. kind of crazy because it's a small town in Northern California. Yeah. No, never. And that's why I'm like, this shit threw me for a fucking loop. Me too, girl. Yeah. I had no idea. It was crazy. so crazy. So he takes her down to the basement of their home um, where he suspends her by her wrists to the Again, something that's in a basement, a water pipe, a yeah. beam, a, a Whatever. floor beam. Mm-hmm. Um, but he suspends her, hanging by her wrists. No, nothing below her to hold her weight. Just her wrists are yeah. holding her up. Strips her naked, whips her yep. until she finally blacks out. She comes to with him undoing her wrists from the ceiling, taking her to this like spot in the basement where he chains her up she still has the big fucking box on her head and he leaves her yeah this is the routine for the next three months yeah every for one hour a day he'll come down take the box off her head but she's still blindfolded okay where he'll proceed to whip her torture her rape her with like um like implements yes and he does that vaginally he he does Mm -hmm. that anally because he can't actually do rape it her with his dick yeah. so he does it with all kinds of anything items, he can which is disgusting and horrific yeah so that goes on for about three months i oh. think it's interesting that he blindfolds her because obviously she's seen them mm-hmm. is I think it it's be- like a power thing yeah he likes to have full power and control over somebody yeah that's and like she's his whole chained thing up too so it's like it would be hard for her yeah but see- i think that extra level of torture yeah. is like part of it for mm-hmm. him the more powerless somebody is, the, better. the more he gets off on okay. it. So while this is going on, a week after she's been missing and her roommates and friends put it together that she never made it to her destination, yeah. they do call her parents and her parents take off immediately. They go up to Eugene from Riverside okay. and work their way down Highway 5, yep. stopping at all the police stations, okay. filing missing person reports. Okay. And there's just no fucking sign of Colleen. Mm -hmm. Nobody has seen her. You know, this is back before cell phones and security cameras and all that. So she is just disappeared. She's a ghost. So. And she's an adult. Yes, that is very true. So she spends nine months in the basement. When finally um, Cameron comes to her with this master slave contract. Okay. Where she signs her life away as his slave. Her yeah. body, mind, soul. She has to do everything he says. Okay. And he says the company that helps secure this contract is called the company. It's like a yes. group of like underground people. Yeah. I don't know. They call themselves the company. They're basically like a underground slave trade. Yes. And they help reinforce these contracts that if she breaks the contract, if she says anything to anybody, if she tries to escape at all, the company will come in and not only murder her family, but they'll take her to like their sex slave parties and pass her around. Yeah, she will be. And then she will eventually get murdered as well. Yeah. So he even backs this up with like a he 
obviously he made up the contract and then he also makes up like a fake newspaper clipping okay that he shows her okay. that like talks about the company and you guys have to remember it sounds so crazy and far-fetched to believe but this is back they didn't have internet they didn't have anything this like all looked real for her tell to her. them otherwise yeah i mean she did just get fucking abducted right. and then tortured and used as a sex slave so why can't it be because this group of people are have like a network yeah you know it's not like it's not happening to her yeah so and the newspaper i mean the newspaper is as good as google that, that. so she signs the contract and by doing this she's kind of earning more and more trust with cameron gotcha. right so now she's allowed upstairs okay. where she gets to be their personal maid and do all the house cleaning so that's a big plus for janice awesome and great for her she helps take care of the kids she's introduced as like the kids babysitter or nanny or yep. whatever but at any point whenever um cameron tells her he has like some sort of word i don't know what the word is i didn't write it down oh he, he'll say some word and as soon as she hears that word she has to stop what she's doing strip her clothes down hit like a position in the movie it was attention yeah that's what it is okay attention um and and then he gets to do whatever he wants to her. Hey. Now, Janice is starting to get a little jealous. He's spending a lot of time with Colleen. Mm -hmm. And she's already like an insecure, clingy, needy person. Yep. So this is starting to become a real problem for her. Yep. So she decides to test his love. Because remember, the agreement was no sex uh -huh. with the slave. Right. Um, they now call Colleen K is her slave name. Okay. And so to test. Uh, not C. I know. Yeah. Well, they're probably illiterate. So to <laughs> test, um, to test his loyalty and the loyal and his, the loyalty to their agreement, she tells him, "You know what? <clears throat> you can go have sex with Kay." And instead of being like, "I would never do that to you because He's I love fucking you," on that, Woo! oh, he, he can't wait. He leaves her he ass in the can't dust. Can't wait. He couldn't get his pants off fast grabs enough. colleen ties her to the right bed, there and there uh -huh, rapes her. right there yeah colleen said that while Woo. it was happening she could hear janice going into the bathroom and crying and throwing up awesome so fantastic good time for everybody so now it's been about two years since she's been abducted okay they move from this house to a trailer yes. like a mobile home mm -hmm. where there's no basement well we got to keep k somewhere yeah so he builds a box underneath their waterbed mm -hmm. with a very shitty, weird ventilation system. Yeah. And that's where Colleen lives now is in a wooden box under the couple's bed. Did they s say at any point why they moved? If they did, I don't remember. Okay. Are you going to spring that on me when you talk about the movie? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Um. So in, they also have a shed on this property where he builds a rack. Apparently he's like a great like woods craftsman. So like building these boxes and shit. He's really good at it. Yeah. He built something he calls the rack, which is basically like a medieval stretching torture device. Fun. So he really likes to put her on that now. Yay. Do that. Um, but, you know, she's allowed outside in the garden without her collar. Okay. So we're making progress. She's even allowed to go jogging. Okay. And she never once asks for help or she's so scared of the company. She's so convinced it's real. And I'm sure just sounding like everything you're saying and from what I've seen in the movie, like such a sweet girl. She's not even concerned about her own well-being. It's the idea that anyone would come after her family. Yes. She's not going to put them at risk. 
And there's a whole lot of like psychology that goes behind it. Of that if course. You listen to that two part episode of Hostage, um, that podcast, they really go into like the psychology of what happens when you're. You said this has been like two years. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit that happens when you've been kept like held captive. When she's in a box. So for her, two years probably feels like two decades. Yes. Yeah. And so there's like all this stuff that happens to your brain when you're held captive by somebody. Um, and they really go into that, but I'm not smart enough well, or we cool enough to do that. Embarrass ourselves. Yeah, we're and not. That's do that. not why you listen. Yeah, and also a little weekly reminder that Bailey was a psychology major, and, and she's I got don't know what to say. Nothing to fucking I, I add have to this. Nothing. <laughs> no, zero. Zero to contribute. So in 1980, she's actually allowed to call home and talk to her family again. The phones are all bugged by the company, so she knows better than not to say anything. Yeah. In 81, um, you know, same shit's going on. She's being raped. She's being tortured. All this same stuff that's been going on. There's been no break in it. But she is gaining more and more trust with Cameron. So he finally allows her. He's going to allow her to visit her family in person. Gotcha. But first she has to pass a trust exercise. He says, to go see your family, you have to trust me. And so he gives her a shotgun. Yep. He tells her, put it to your head and pull the trigger. Yep. And she does because she figures if it's loaded, then fuck it. Because if I can't see my family, then I don't want to live anyways. Yeah. And I don't blame her. I'd be like, give me a way out of this. One way or the other. Mm -hmm. So she pulls the trigger. It's not loaded. She passes the test. They jump in his car and they start driving from Red Bluff, California to Riverside, which is a long fucking drive. Amen. I'm like, God damn, she's in the car with him that long. It sounds awful. Um, but she's out of the fucking box. She's out of the box. But she's out of the box more and more. I know. She's I'm, getting to go running and stuff. I know. Um, so the story is, is that Cameron is her fiance and mm-hmm. that he has to go work in San Diego. So he's going to drop her off at her family's house to spend a couple days, pick her up on the way back up. Okay. Her family is ecstatic to see her. You think? But she's very gaunt. Yeah. She's wearing very ill-fitting, weird clothes. Yep. And she's talking super weird. Yep. Because... Of course, the company is watching her family's house. Yeah. And they have their phones bugged, too. Of course. And if course. she steps one toe out of line, the company is going to murder everybody. Obviously. So her family thinks, because this is the 70s, that she's part of a... Cult. A cult. They think she's joined a cult. Which, I get it. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Mm-hmm. What did you say when you got home from work today? That mm-hmm. I looked like I wasn't. That you looked like you're a member of a cult. Because you're, you were over because your kid was playing with my kid and you were wearing a very cute, but all blue, like kind of baggy. Oh, uh, the second the words came out of your mouth, I'm like, you fucking nailed that shit. Yeah. I looked very culty. It's a very cute, but like a, like kind of a pale blue. No wonder I was drawn set. to it. Yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yes. Um, so Cameron picks her up early. They actually like sit down and like, talk with her family which is fucking weird bizarre they take a picture of I them could not. together i and could she's, not they're smiling like arm in arm acting like a happy couple so if you're her family how could you not believe what she's so saying? look can we stop and talk about this because it's kind of the point right what do you mean as her family like as her family i'm gonna fucking corner her and be like what the fuck well and some people do like her sister 
super sus. She's yeah. like, uh-uh, what's happening? Yeah. And she tries, she grills Cameron and she's asking the questions. She wants to write down his license plate number. Because she wants I his address. It. You don't want to push, right? The whole thing is she already disappeared once. She's flighty. We don't want to push and scare her away again. But at the same time, like you're saying, I want your mama's 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 address, social security yeah. number, something. I need something to trace my baby. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? So sis tries to do that. And this isn't something I wrote down. I just didn't see it. I don't know if she's a badass big sister right. or a badass little sister. Uh, th- it doesn't matter. But either way, she's a badass sister, yep. which we love on this podcast. Yep. And she's the only one who's like, what the fuck is going on? And then her stepmom pulls her aside and is like, I agree. I understand with what you're saying. But if we do too much, we're going to scare her away. Yeah, And she's never going to show up again. Mm -hmm. And especially if you think at the time if she's in a cult. Will you sulter me? Obviously. So that's kind of the thinking behind that. But I know. I agree. You know, it was a different time back then, B. I don't know. Hold on. Waiting for it. I'll take the Vizzy. I want the blackberry lime. Because I've never had this. This is a new seltzer. I've never had yep. it. It's called a Vizzy. And it has antioxidants and vitamin C. So. Woo. We get to be healthy. Hey. Right. We're doing good things for our bodies. Our minds. <laughs> our skin. <laughs> We're here for it, people. Oh, that's really tasty. You want to try it? Of course. And just like a white claw, truly, it's two carbs. That's the only bummer is because the Coronas is are zero. air. They're made of magic. It's magic air. I don't know and how it, they do it's it. It's fucking magic. <laughs> how do they make it with zero carbs? Of delicious. Like we've discussed, celery has carbs. How? Right. No, exactly. Lettuce. Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, listen, we're not anti-carb. I watch my carbs because... Being diabetic, I can't drink super, super like fruity, juicy drinks. It'll spike my blood sugar up dangerously high. So that's why I'm doing the whole carb thing. I don't want you guys thinking that we're like weirdo anti-carb people. It's because I'm diabetic. Yeah, no, I'll make love to a piece of bread. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but when it comes to alcohol, if you can give me alcoholic air, water. Especially because once you drink it, you're going to end up eating food afterwards. So why not just cut something out okay anyways who <laughs> so they, they get back home to red bluff yeah now cameron's really double thinking fuck did i do did i go was too that far? a good idea that was a lot yeah so he it's takes away pressure. all of her freedom mm-hmm. puts her back in the box under his bed where yeah. she spends the next three years oh <gasps> oh the kids are told that she's moved on, that she's moved away because she has a relationship with these kids now. There's kids plural now? Yeah. There's okay. multiple children and they're old enough to be like, oh, that's our nanny, nanny babysitter, yeah. housekeeper, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they tell the kids that she's moved on, but really she's in the box. Wow. 23 hours a day. Late at night, he takes her out for an hour to feed her like moldy food scraps, let her use the bedpan, oh. rape and torture, back and put in the her box. Back. That was another burp. You're welcome, guys. So um, a little side note, and they didn't talk about this on the documentary I watched, but I could tell that they cut some stuff out just for time constraint. But the podcast where they had all the time in the world to go into it, they talked about how the family was like always hard up for money. So they would take items to go sell at the world 
famous San Jose flea market. Oh my god. Which if the you memories. If you guys ever have a chance to be in the South Bay, go to the San Jose flea market. Which they closed and then reopened. Yeah, of course. Because how do you not have that fucking staple? They did try to close it though, and I was devastated. Well, get this. Colleen Colleen. Uh Cameron and Janice have Colleen like in her box make things. Yeah. Like I don't know while what she's you're doing. locked down there Crochet, all day. Knitting. Yeah. There's something about walnut walnuts that she was like crushing walnuts. They're selling it at the fucking flea market. Mm-hmm. My dad worked at the flea market. Mm-hmm. In the during, 70s, 80s? Yes. He oh would take me. Well, this was before you were born. I know, but still, like, yeah, he would take don't you remember all those um sketchy dudes that came to your house <laughs> yes i do the the eggs with like the the ninja turtles and the dinosaurs and all, all the ceramic eggs yeah no. no no oh shit girl that must have been way oh god when damn. you were in elementary school he used to go buy them at the flea market or sell them no so he'd come back with all of his goods from mexico yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's love, there's air quotes going on here, people. <laughs> and he would sell it at the San Jose flea market. God bless it. God damn, you are blowing my mind. What right if now. I can't? No, what if he I was in the stall I next can't. to Cameron? Because you're like you were saying, they started all this. That, like we're already into the early '80s. He for yes. sure was there at the same time. Yeah. And then all I could think about are people who bought their goods yeah. that was made by this poor fucking girl in, in a, a box. box. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Crazy. Okay. And then, of course, um, yeah, so same shit. Still going. 1984. She's now been captive for seven years. She has officially made her way back out of the box. She's regained some trust again. She's basically a member of the family now. She's reintroduced to the kids because, remember, she spent three whole years in the box. Reintroduced Because to I think the kids. the kids were so little when she went back into the box that now three years later. Okay, you better hope because my kid would be asking a thousand questions. You say that now because you're used to Vi being this age. Yeah. It's actually, it's one of three the mo- years from now. It's one of the most heartbreaking parts about being a parent, but it's also one of the most comforting things is she's not gonna remember any of this. Thank God. So all this fun you're having with her, all Doesn't these like matter. amazing memories you're making it's with her. Irrelevant. Yeah. Literally, she's not going to remember a thing. Yeah. Um, Love being a parent, guys. But it's good so though, rewarding. Because then those times where you snap and lose it and like feel really bad about it. Also. Also not going to remember. Yeah. As long as you're not doing like traumatic actually life scarring thing she's gonna be fine and mm-hmm. she won't remember shit so these kids were i think they were pretty little when she went back into the box she gets out they reintroduce her and she gets a lot of her privileges back she's allowed back outside all of that stuff she even convinces cameron to let her get a job to help what? out with the like family finances girl blowing so she, my mind she starts working as a maid at a um or like a housekeeper or whatever at a motel right and get this, she's allowed to sleep in a bathroom. So she sleeps in the back bathroom floor, still chained up. Okay. But she's like out of the box. Roomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a floor. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. So at some point, Janice. I've slept on plenty of bathroom floors. Amen. That's a fucking. Listen, when you're that drunk, that's the best place to be. Yeah. It's that. cold. Mm-hmm. You're right next to the toilet. It feels great. Yeah. That's definitely a step up. 
Uh, there's been so many parties, especially in high school, where I'd go to go pee in the bathroom and, and I would it. just fall asleep on yep, the bathroom and that, floor. That was it. And the then I would the wake night. up to people banging on the door like, did you die? <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe. I just passed out for 45 <laughs> minutes. It's fine. Like, I'm good. Round two. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's fucking rage. So um, at some point, Janice finds religion. Mm. Becomes a pretty hardcore Christian. Okay. I was waiting for this. And at some point, Cameron catches on. Okay. And he also becomes air quote religious. Sure. But the parts of the Bible he really likes is all the stuff about slavery. Yeah. And all the stuff about women being subservient to men. Yeah. And in the Bible, I think there's lots of okays for men to just go and fuck about. Well, and there's also a whole story that I didn't write down because I don't care about the Bible that at all. That you didn't write down. No, this one I didn't write down because I don't give a shit. No. But there is a story of some broad who can't do something for her husband so he gets to have a... Oh, or she like gives him her slave so he can fuck her slave instead of her or something Whatever. like that. And yeah. he's like, see, what we're doing is it's, biblical. It's in the Bible. Okay, what mm-hmm. we're doing is not yeah. only okay, but it's like the Lord's way. An opportunistic... So he takes the Bible, he twists it, and Janice is kind of catching on that he's doing this, but she's still not quite there yet. You have to remember this whole time, she thought she had hoped that having a slave would keep the abuse and torture off of her. It did not. Oh. He still abuses and tortures his wife. Okay. It might be slightly less. But still. But he still treats her like shit, and mm. he's still sexually abuses and tortures her. And now what's happening is he's getting more attached to Colleen than he is to Janice. So now Colleen's getting less of the abuse and Janice is getting more of the abuse. Oh, shit. To care more about Colleen. But Janice is also starting to care more about Colleen and she's starting to realize this is the only fucking friend I have. Yeah. Even though they're not friends, but she has no outside friends or family. And now they've got the religious connection. Yeah. All yeah, she does. She realizes that Colleen's religious. And she starts to just not feel great about what they're doing. You think? So she goes to a priest and he's like, Yeah, this is really fucked up. <laughs> you gotta stop. This is not how it's supposed to be. Oh, I'm dying. No. <laughs> no. I want to be that priest to be that priest. <laughs> like, like, right? <laughs> yeah, we found this girl in a box for, you know. Seven years. So meanwhile, uh-huh. Cameron is making his big plans. His plan is to have a dungeon oh. filled with sex slaves. And Colleen would be like the manager. Yeah. She would be watching out over the other slaves. So she'll be like head sex slave in charge. Okay. After the talk to the priest, Janice is like, no. Damn, we fucked up. And the only person that I have any kind of relationship with besides the abusive, torturous, piece of shit husband it's is this poor fucking girl. Yeah. So she has a guilty conscience. She goes to when Colleen's at work. So homeboy's not around. Tells her everything. Yeah. The company's not real. This was all. This is why we did this. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. Colleen feels really stupid. She can't believe that she fell for it all these years. She goes, calls her dad right away, tells him she wants to come home. I need bus fare. He wires her bus money and she's on her way. Wow. And she fucking escapes. She leaves. She stops at a payphone and calls Cameron and basically tells him she knows everything. She's leaving. There's nothing he can do about it. Fuck off. Calls Cameron. Yep. And instead of Cameron 
being like aggressive or talking about the company or whatever, he just starts crying. Yeah. Okay. He just breaks wow. down in tears. So now Colleen's back home in Riverside with her family. Happy as a fucking clam. So happy. Obviously. Life has gotten could so not, much better. Could not be any she does brighter. Not go, she, does not go after, she does not go to the police. She has this like agreement with Janice that they're going to give him a few months to see if he can like reform his life or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> happen. He's still a scumbag. So after three months, um, three months after Colleen escapes, Janice goes to the police. Okay. Tells them everything. Okay. They're very fucking skeptical. Because the story that she's telling them, they're like, is so crazy. You did what? Yeah. She also. And you're coming to tell us about it. She also tells them about how in 1977, Cameron kidnapped, tortured, and murdered a woman named Marie Elizabeth Spanhake, who disappeared on January 31st, 1977. But they never, we'll fast forward a little bit. They could never find the remains of her body. So yeah. they never had anything to like charge Cameron with. Right. But she does say that she admits to. Being a part of that. Yeah, seeing that. But they have nothing to go off of besides what she's saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but she tells them everything else. Which about- is like last week's episode where we talked about having a fucking dead body doesn't even mean anything if you made the person. <laughs> oh, you're talking about. Jeffrey Dahmer? No, about oh. our 420 episode yeah. where they actually were able to convince the guy to take them to the dead body. Oh, right. But it still In wasn't enough evidence. In Murder Mountain. Yeah. I was thinking of the true crime case. And I was yeah. like, what? I was trying to get there. No, and there still wasn't enough evidence. Yes. For well, the get cops. this. They go to the house, mm-hmm. to the trailer. They can't find any evidence that Colleen was ever held against her will. They find all the sex objects. But that's not a guilty thing. If two consensual people want to do weird, freaky things. Fucking thing under the bed. But how do they know that's not consensual? What? What if she likes she being chose to held sl- in a box? Oh. They don't have any proof. Because, they don't she, have the proof. because she's not the one. So what they don't know is that in the meantime, Janice has gone back to Cameron. They're back together. Cameron orders her to go to the house and burn like the contract, any like physical proof that they were holding Colleen against her will. And she does. She gets rid of it all. So that's why all they find are like sex objects. Right. Until a detective is going through these like pornographic magazines that Cameron had. And he's Mm -hmm. just like flipping through them. And a negative of a photo falls out. And it's a negative of a picture that Cameron took of his slave contract, which backups, backs up. What a fucking piece of shit. What Janice says. Plus, they've spent a couple days down in Riverside talking to Colleen. And Colleen backs Details. up everything that yeah. Janice has said. Mm-hmm. Now they have a little bit of proof. So they go. They arrest Cameron. He doesn't fight at all. He's just like, all right, take me in. Yeah. They go to trial. Janice testifies against him in exchange for immunity. Okay. Cameron's test. Cameron's like defense is that, yes, he kidnapped her. He pleads guilty to the kidnapping charges. But once he kidnapped her, his defense is that she actually fell in love with him and that everything they did was consensual. Oh. Nobody fucking buys that, Cameron. Yeah. Piece of shit. So the jury finds him guilty of 10 counts of all kinds of shit, kidnapping and sexual assault and rape and tort all this stuff 
10 counts of it, and he's sentenced to 104 years in prison. Janice goes on to live a quiet life. She changes her name, um, which means that none of her neighbors or new friends know who she is. Colleen goes on to have a very hard life. She has a string of failed marriages. She does end up with a child who um, is very troubled and I guess is in and out of jail. Kind of just, you know, just a rough life. How could you have a normal life after that? Um, And they both women still live in California, but they do not speak to each other. And Colleen is a regular volunteer at the Reading Women's Refuge Center in Northern California. Reading is a town in NorCal. Holy fuck. Um, So she currently, as far as I could tell, the most recent articles, she currently lives in Reading, volunteers at the Reading Women's Refuge Shelter, and just trying to live a semi-normal life, I'm sure. Cameron Hooker, on the other hand. Oh, God. Is up. For per, was up for parole in March 2021. No. Which was last month. Yeah. And I could not find a recent enough article to say whether or not he was actually paroled. So I'm wondering if they had put it off because of like whatever reasons, COVID, COVID. or they just made up a reason. I know that Colleen has been in the news lately basically begging them not to let him be out on parole. Wow. Look not at only, the timing. Of this. Not only for her safety, but also for all the women's safety of anywhere that he gets fucking released. Yeah. Because he's only in his 60s. He's like 67, I think, right he's now. He's still going to be into fucking beating the shit and up And that's people. still young enough to do some shit. Yeah. So um, the last article I read, um, they were talking about the fact that he is up for parole in March 2021, but I believe it's getting um, like pushed back. Okay. So I will give you guys an update as soon as I see a headline telling wow. me that he's been paroled or not paroled. It's definitely important to fucking know, especially since we live in Northern California. I want to know if that asshole's out on the streets where my teenage daughter is going to be soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. That's the case of Colleen Stan. That's great, guys. Mm, How do you feel? Gross. Mm -hmm. Real fucking gross. It's the worst. He's a piece of shit scumbag. Wow. Garbage. I I died the second you said all the trigger warnings because that's the title of episode 21. Sylvia Likens. Yeah, is. Yeah. I believe that was the first and only one of like two times I've cried on the podcast because her shit was so horrific. It was like hard to even get through. And then speaking of first times, I can't remember if I've mentioned any other movie. This one had a warning at the beginning. Oh, shit. So besides saying that it's like based on a true story, which I've mentioned many times, this one actually had warning. Viewers may find some scenes disturbing, blah, blah, blah. Fewer discretion is advised. So all the so the first time we've ever had a movie with like warnings in the beginning. I think so. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So okay. I drink to that. <laughs> I'll take a drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. From all the way across the room. Ding ding ding. Ah, let's paint the picture. It's the middle of the night. We see a man and a woman park their car in an open area and they're arguing about what they have to do. Mm-hmm. What they have to do is dump a dead body. Oh. This is how we're starting the movie. So is this going to be uh, Marie Elizabeth? Let's find out. Fantastic. So the dude, real piece of shit. Total <laughs> dick. The way he's barking orders at his female accomplice. 
she is visibly upset while he has zero emotion mm-hmm. about it whatsoever. Like, bitch, you know why we had to do this. Like, I told her not to scream. She just kind of nods her head and sits in her silence. They dump the body. They drive away. Then pops up California, May 19th, 1977. We see a young female hitchhiker trying to get a ride. And she, of course, gets picked up by Cameron and Janice Hooker. At this point, they don't have a kid. Got it. So the time is are a little a little off there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in the car, they're like, "Hey, where are you headed?" Or, you know, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm coming from Oregon, and I'm headed to my friend's 21st birthday." She doesn't know I'm coming, and immediately I'm like, "Why the fuck would you tell strangers that?" Yeah, that's not great. Not off to a great start. Not to victim blame, but it's not the smartest choice. Oh, no. But just immediately, I'm just like, oh, I can't. Oh. And so um, they do the same shit that you said where they stop at the gas station. And she does. She's in the bathroom. And she has, like, a vision. She's mm-hmm. looking out the window. And she sees, like, I don't know if it's, like, a dust cloud or a flock of birds or something in the sky just yeah it's like get out <laughs> wow okay <laughs> but she doesn't and while she's in the bathroom he gets the box as soon as colleen is like trying to figure out what's going on gets her in the box and same thing head box mm-hmm okay yep she's already like blindfolded gagged and the whole time, Jan is, like, clutching at these rosaries. So so ro- she's already religious. Off the bat. Okay. Yeah. and she, But like you said, she's, like, rocking herself. Like, she's just, she wants no part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's very off. And so um, once they get into the house, same thing. She's hung by her wrists from the ceiling. Stripped of all of her clothes, whipped. And once Cam gets off on beating the shit out of Colleen, he fucks Jan. I forgot to mention it, but yes. Okay. And they don't even mention that in the podcast or anything. That comes from Colleen herself in that documentary. Oh. She says that when he's done whipping her, she could hear them having sex. Okay. In the same room as her. Yeah. And then she blacks out. I just forgot about it. Right behind her. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then he does places her back in the box, leaves her chained down <clears throat> in the basement. And the next morning, Jan is questioning Cam like, all right, awesome. Now what are we going to do? Uh huh. He's like, well, I'm going to go to fucking work. We'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So she puts on like her headphones and listens to records and plays or reads through the Bible. Wow. Trying to drown out the fact that Colleen's downstairs in the basement in this box screaming. Fantastic. The best. Love this. So, again, like I mentioned, she's clutching this rosary. And so Cam gets home from work later that night. Doesn't even really say hi to Jan. Straight to his sex life. Yeah. Absolutely. You know it. 
Mm -hmm. Gets straight to business. Allows her to use the restroom, like kind of force feeds her, makes her drink, you know, trying to keep her healthy. Yeah. Keep now, what type of food is he feeding her? Like bread and water. Yeah, because in like stale bread. In the true crime case, it's like moldy, like leftover, like stuff that should be thrown away. No, food it wasn't. It was not food. that extreme, but it was like very much like the Sylvia Likens, where she's been down there dehydrated all night, and then you give her a dry ass piece of bread. Like, right, she's gonna suffocate on that. Yeah. Hmm. So she tries not to eat it. And he's like, oh, no, bitch, you're going to fucking eat this. How horrific. Mm -hmm. And so she asks Cam, like, why are you doing this confidently? Because I can. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a fucking like in this movie. I'll say he's fairly attractive. Oh, interesting. So it's like, because I'm a fucking good-looking, middle-aged white man with a decent job. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. No, uh, our, my Cameron Hooker is a, like, ugly, dorky, yeah. creepy, interesting white dude. Mm-hmm. So he beats the shit out of her. Upstairs, Jan, again, rocking herself, <laughs> turning up the music. Not trying to listen to the screams. And that night in bed, she's telling Cam that she's scared. And he's like, look, we'll just keep her for a couple days. Like, we haven't really done that much. Yeah. Yeah, not no big deal. It's Exactly. And so she's like, all right, fine. And he's like, we'll just, we'll figure it out. So she's like, okay. But... Before you know it, you know, she's questioning him and he gets upset because she vowed to serve and obey him when they Mm. got married. Amazing. Right. And it's like, well, bitch, you're not doing your half of the job. Very, you know, loving husband. (laughs) He's such a piece of garbage. (laughs) And so you're going to do exactly what you're supposed to fucking do. And so he tells Jan, since you want to start a family and you are tired of me fucking hanging you up, like, let me have my slave and I'll only nut in you, right? We'll get you the baby. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, as long as you only have sex with me and that's all she's good for and I don't get fucked up anymore. Yep. Right? Seems like a... Good deal, I guess. Back in the basement, Cam is placing Colleen into a larger box. Mm -hmm. This one's like the size of a coffin. Yep. And it's got holes in it with um, tubes, which I thought at first that he was going to pump something into the box, but I think it's so that she could breathe. Yeah. So that's fun. And in Oregon, so you said her family was in Riverside. That never came up in the movie. Her family's in Oregon. Mm -hmm. They get a call from her landlord that she hasn't paid rent. Okay. And that's what alerts them to what had been going on. Mm -hmm. And she obviously never made it to the birthday party, but the friend hadn't known that she was supposed to come. So they go to the police and the police are like, yeah, but she's 20. So 
Like, right. there's not a whole lot we can do. And it's the 70s, and we hate women, so we're not going to fucking do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. She's a free spirit. Let yeah. Her, let her fly. <laughs> Easy for us. So six months later, Jan gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Cam's work where he's like a construction worker, like a craftsman, right? Okay. Like you're saying. He, like a, he, wood, a woodsman. He builds shit. Mm-hmm. And she's thrilled. And he is just zero emotion whatsoever. <laughs> he's like, great. But then after a beat, he's all like, well, I guess if it's a boy. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, I can't wait to teach my son about how to rape and torture mm-hmm, women. Exactly. What a good time we're going to have. So it marks at this point in the movie, 231 days Yep. into the abduction. Cam comes up with the idea to convince Colleen that he and Jan work for a group of people called The Company. Hey, by the way, could we have thought of a better name? I love it. The Company is all we could come up with. Yeah, uh-huh. Not even an acronym? And that they provide safety to them for their help in taking young women captive, blah, blah, blah. Colleen's going to be their slave, boop a boot So to sell this, so something that you didn't mention in your part so to really seal the deal on Is this it a registration card no oh. they said that jan had arthritis oh and so she had to have surgery mm-hmm. on her knee okay and so it looked <clears throat> fucked up uh-huh so cam took jan down into the basement and it's like this is what happens to slaves who try to get away right like Jan is one of my slaves. She's been my slave for this long or whatever. She tried to do something and this is what the company did. Yeah. In real life, there was something about the knee or the arthritis. It was, he just, first of all, there was a whole thing about a registration card I forgot about until just now. And I don't know what that's about, but something in the back of my mind is telling me he had like a laminated registration card with like her slave name on it and stuff. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, he just basically told her that Jan had been his slave and that she tried to run away and to save her from the company because he's such an a amazing good person. person. Yeah. He married he's her. He's doing her a favor. He married her to keep her from the the company's punishment. There we go. Yeah. But there's nothing about the fucked up knee. It was that he chose to. Ma- that's why he married her. Yeah. So I think besides the newspaper article or whatever, like that's how deeply they fucked over this girl's psyche. Like they got in so deep. So this is where they change her ID. They give her her dog collar. She becomes K. The submissive rules, their master and missive, the whole at attention. She has to run to a corner. She lives in a robe because at any given time, he will just say attention and she has to go and disrobe. Yeah. She just needs to be naked and ready to go. Yep. Whenever he's ready. And um, at this point, I don't know where they're living, but their neighbor is also their landlord. Okay. And so she's in the basement and he needs to check their furnace. Oh, shit. And so because he's so persistent, like, dude, I got to get fucking down there. They move. And this is when they end up in Red Bluff. Okay. So this is my what the fuck moment. Yeah. Uh, they never said anything about why they moved from mm-hmm. the house to the trailer. Well, that but was why I asked. in yeah. real life, they, it, the whole thing was in Red Bluff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's March 
1979, 683 days since her abduction. I mean, this is just fucking crazy. Um, Jan gives birth to a baby girl named Amber. Okay. And uh, they allow Colleen to, like, hold the baby. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, back in your hole. Okay. Right? Ugh. And now they show, is she in the box under their bed? She is okay. at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that they've moved, they're in the trailer and yep. she's living under the bed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um, she's allowed out to like set the dinner table and do certain chores or whatever. But this night, according to Jan, she forgot to leave a fork on the table for Jan. Oh. But it's because Jan's getting jealous. And so she wants to give reasons for Cam to get mad and beat. Right. Colleen. That was a burp. Okay. Anyways. So. Even though Colleen is allowed to like go about the house and help out with things like laundry and go outside and even go to the grocery store. The part that got me is that they allowed her to start writing letters home. Mm-hmm. Did that happen? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. So one day they're out. Um, Cam needs to go like chop some wood or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He For that mi- fireplace inside the trailer. <laughs> he misses and gets his ankle. Good. And she has an opportunity to run. Mm-hmm. And she can't like she doesn't. She chooses like to stay behind. I never no one ever said anything about that. OK. Yeah. That's so, a movie thing. Mm hmm. Um, so more and more she's becoming like a part of the family now. Right. Yeah. Cam starting to trust her. <clears throat> and the more that Cam starts to trust her, the more that Jan gets suspicious. The whole vicious cycle. Right. Back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. So. To help, Cam decides to, like, share Colleen and is like, come on, Jan, like, get in on this with me. Mm -hmm. Like, you beat her up a little bit. Mm. Like, maybe if we all, like, try having sex together. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. But we all know that that threesome's not going to end up (laughs) going down the way it's supposed to. And... So fucking Jan just loses it like because obviously he tries to fuck Colleen before he tries to fuck Jan. Of course. Yeah, He's been dying to yeah. do it. And she's just like, nope, not fucking having this. Okay. So then I think I guess this would be the three year span then where she's locked. No, going to see her family. Not yet. Okay. Mm-mm. Because, like, she's back in the hole for a while. They need to work on their marriage. Fair enough. Right. And at this point, they even, like, leave. They go for a trip to Tahoe. Ooh, it's beautiful. They leave for the weekend. And they leave her in there. Nothing. Right? Nothing to take care of her. And it starts to rain. So the rain starts to get in through the air pipe from outside the trailer into her box oh she's outside no she's underneath the bed but there's like a pipe oh that, that's like, where her air is coming exactly from. got mm-hmm. it so the water's traveling from there into her yeah little... this is all made up for the movie <laughs> amazing 
So she kicks through and again, she has the opportunity to escape and they come home and they find her like in the fetal position in the bathroom. Yeah. They're like, well, fuck. (laughs) So she does kick through the box in real life. Oh, because she's throwing a tantrum. Oh, she's finally fed up and she finally starts freaking out and she kicks the box and it breaks. I'll take it. And she instantly gets terrified of the company. Okay, And just waits like, you know, same thing. Like I said, fetal position or whatever and waits for Cameron to get home. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. blah. But it's one of the ways that she helps like regain his trust. Because he's like, she had the opportunity to run. She was out of the box and she didn't. She chose to stay here because she loves me and she's a good slave. Wow. Okay. Love it. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I never... Why do I never put every single thing in there? Because that's what makes this whole thing... <laughs> whole so thing stupid. so much fun. All right. So now we're at the point where, again, she had the opportunity to escape, but she didn't. So he's trying to tell jan like if you want this family to work oh my god this motherfucker like let's start allowing colleen into our family more so jan and colleen start to read the bible together they start to go to church together um and then one night after sex while laying in bed together colleen and cam um are talking about when Cam started to like really get into his whole bondage obsession obsession. Uh-huh. And he said it was around the age of five. Ugh. Right? He just started like drawing these visions of him like raping women. So if that doesn't give you nightmares. So. Talk right. to me about this exotic pineapple. So we have a new type the, of seltzer. The Topo Chico. Topo Chico. I don't know what that means. Top boy? Sure. What does Topo Chico mean? I don't know. Anywho, it's um, it's all right. The, I, there was mixed reviews. Our friend Ben is up for the weekend, and him and my husband weren't thrilled. Here, you want to try it? With the exotic pineapple flavor? Uh. I love how we always stop mid-story to talk about... It's important. Flavors of stuff. Yeah. Come on. We're giving you the real facts, people. But it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I think they're just being babies. Yeah. Or it was the mango that really... Well, they really hate the mango. Who likes mango? Do you need a new one? No. I recently opened this one. Okay, okay. Okay. So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, voice. Uh. So, oh yeah. So five years old, he's already fucked up. He's a piece of shit. She goes on to ask, "Well, what if someone did this to your daughter?" And you can guess how that worked out for her. Yeah, he got fucking pissed. Yeah, and she gets put back in the crawl space. The crawl space. Well, the the under the bed. The box. Well, it's be, it's like uh, an opening underneath their bed, though. So I consider it like a crawl space. Like a box to me is like a separate box, like a container. This is like I could go and crawl underneath your bed right now. Yeah, but he didn't build any in the movie. He didn't have any build any walls in there. It, there's it's enclosed. Oh, OK. And it's tight. 
Okay. But to me, like, I consider that like a crawl space. Okay. Yeah. In real life, it was still like that coffin sized box. Yeah. She was still in like a box box. A box box. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's September 1983, 2,310 days. What is the math on that? <laughs> right? I can't. What is 2,000? What was it? 2,000. 310 days. Okay, now we're going to have a challenge. I want you to give me a guesstimate, and I'll do a guesstimate, and then I'll do the calculations. So 2,300, we'll just say 2,300 days. 2,300 days, how many years do you think that is? I don't know, five. Okay, let's see. Divided by? I have no idea. I'm just. Would it be Would it be 2,300 divided by 365? Girl, <laughs> Where you just asked. <laughs> you just ask. Hold on. 2300. What is 200 divided oh by. I can't <laughs> even ask it right. I it's can't. six years and some change. Yay. Okay. So I wasn't that far off. No, you weren't that far off. Oh 6.3 years. God. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> Anyways, Cam tells Colleen that the company has allowed her a one time opportunity to go home. Thanks, company. To see her family. Thanks for looking out for me. He absolutely does the fucking rifle bullshit. Yeah. In the mouth. The trust exercise. Yep. The trust exercise. Absolutely. And they get to the fucking family, to my amazement. And the family. Because you just can't believe that this is really I really can't. I'm just. Absolutely insane. No. And so the family is more than welcoming these this stranger and this daughter that they haven't talked to in six years crazy right just like nothing's happened like oh it's so good to see you guys like you want some lemonade could you imagine that, i can't the fuck? that's why i'm like no i would just tackle her down and be like what the fuck tell me everything <laughs> you're not leaving and just like you said she's sunken in yeah, of like course. A shell of herself in these weird fucking culty clothes. And they're just like, oh, everything's fine. It's so great to see you. You guys have to remember that this is the era. We haven't really gone into cults in this. I'm sure we will at some point. I know. But this I'm surprised was we haven't. Heavy cult activity in California. Yeah. Obviously, you had like the Manson family and all of that. But like NorCal alone had a few cults. Right. There's a very infamous one b i don't know if they ever made a movie we'll have to see but did you ever do um that nature camp in the like in marin the walker creek ranch or whatever yeah before that was a nature camp it was a cult that was a cult amazing place property and it ran for years and my favorite murder they talk about it because karen kilgare grew up in petaluma yeah and she remembers because she's i think she's like 50 now so she's a little bit older than us she remembers you would see those cult members in Marin and in Petaluma and you could tell by the way they dressed and the way they like walked and you knew that you just knew that they were part of this cult and it was an accepted thing. When we take the back roads to Nick's parents' house, we drive by an active cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in our neck of the woods um, where we grew up, we had like the purple people. Yeah. Which when we were growing up, we had them talked up to be this like super spooky scary whatever cult and then you get older and you realize i think they were just hippies Mm -hmm. they were just like you know they they want they were all about the free love no i know we made it but we made it seem like they were just baby killers like (laughs) they just drank the blood of children 
that they were coming for us and all they wanted to do was just like fuck on their own property you know anywho but the point is is that cults weren't such a far-fetched idea for them to believe that she could have been part of a cult yep so we're gonna give these parents the benefit of the doubt the fact that they didn't just refuse to let their baby go back with this fucking stranger such a hard it's a hard choice to make the sister does push um but doesn't get anything out of her and then cam ends up coming back early yep and takes her home and they're like well when when will we see you again and he's like oh well you'll get the wedding announcement oh my god he's like we're gonna get married and she's like yeah of course and they're like oh do you think fuck. he's gonna make her like a special bridal box for her head right, for and the they're wedding, like, well, like a white one funny that she didn't mention it the past 24 hours <laughs> right. that she's been here oh so anyways when jan finds out about cam's plans to marry and impregnate colleen she's done that's she, the final straw that's it for her she takes amber and she fucking bounces and um this is when colleen's like well you can't do that you're also a slave like, right <gasps> that's how she puts it together in the movie yeah she's like what do you like you can't just leave the company will kill you yeah and she's like oh no i'm i'm fucking out bye crazy isn't it mhm and so um cam comes back and realizes what Jan's doing and he has enough time where he does get Colleen locked up and this time it's like off in the little side shed yep where his rack was in the real case uh uh-huh leaves her out there but while he's at work Jan comes back releases her tells her everything gets her on the bus okay Mm mm-hmm and so, um, at the bus station, Jan, of course, is just a fucking disaster. And Colleen, the one that should be a mess, is, like, trying to get her to pull it together. Right? Insane. Uh-huh. And is, like, really the one that's being there for Jan. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll get through this. Well. You got to stay strong. They've Don't. both been so fucked up by this guy. I know. But out of the two... Jan's the one who thinks that she has like actual love and feelings and attachment to him versus Colleen knows from the rip that this is fucked up and she's 100% the victim. I'm sure Jan's going through a bit of an identity crisis right now. I guess. I guess. And so the movie ends with these notes. Cameron Hooker was sentenced to 104 years in prison. Janice received immunity in return for testifying against him. Yep. And although Janice confessed to the murder, they called this person Marlitz. Okay. Yeah. The body was never found. And the total time of Colleen's abduction, 2,640 days. Fantastic. Fucking crazy. So for me, knowing nothing about the case and going into the movie... At the beginning, I thought that was them dumping Colleen's body. Right. 
right? I had no idea until the very end. You thought it was one of those ones where they were then going back yes, in time. Yes, exactly. Because we go through that so fucking often. And you know how much I love it. Yeah, but they didn't do it to you this time. They didn't. I really enjoyed this movie. Wow. A lot. It's a good like, is it a horror movie? A suspense it's movie? It's suspense. Because you don't, it for you it doesn't count as a horror movie unless people get like violently killed. Correct. But I, like I said, I assumed this whole time that she was gonna get violent. But she doesn't. She doesn't. But all the shit that happens. So to it's her, like a dark, like thriller. It is very suspenseful. A horrific suspense movie. Like I was disappointed that I had to watch it at work because it's definitely the type where I would want to sit and watch it glued to the TV from the beginning to the end because wow. I was just like, what is happening right now? All right, how many knives? I'm absolutely giving it a four. Okay, a, like a high a solid, solid four, a yeah. four plus. Even though it has a few differing things here and there, I feel yeah. like it it kept it real close. It kept it really close. Oh, and it did. It ended with him crying. <laughs> I want to say. little bitch. Right? Mm-hmm. It did end with him crying. So everything about it, just the the details, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Four knife review. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll have to watch it one day. I have a surprise for you. Oh, God. What is it? Nick and I finally gave up on Comcast this week. Uh Uh-huh. We have it for our internet because we have to, but we fucking gave up on the cable. So we got, I think it's called Sling. Yeah. And I have the latest Married at First Sights. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, because we used to have Sling a while ago. We dropped it. Yeah. We have. Oh, my God. I have the newest. Season 11 and, is it just 11 or 11 and 12, 12, I think. Holy shit. I know. So. That's very exciting. I knew you would be excited. I wonder if Ben can, like, hack me into Sling. We'll have to see. If not, I'll be over there to watch it with you. Yeah, he's here. That's very exciting. Uh He said that these newer seasons get crazy. So, your look of the week. I am doing the robe. Yes. Because she was a lot of the movie. She was in her robe. I mean, it just seems more convenient. And then I've got my dog collar. Perfect. Are you going to be able to see it with the box on, though? I think so. Okay. And then um, my wrists will be bound and i do i made myself a box wow yeah it's incredible yeah you'll see a cameo of my feet inside of my husband's gigantic shoes yeah we're trying to recreate i guess it's like a movie poster or a movie cover or something maybe is there could even be a book i don't know could be yeah so we're trying to recreate an image yep we're recreating the image from the movie this is not anything to do with actual colleen stan we would never disrespect her like that never this is about the movie always been a theme for me i hate doing anything victim related i always try to dress up as the asshole because i never want to show any kind of disrespect yes and that's why like in this case i'm really trying to like copy an image i'm not trying to spread any disrespect on anything that happened to her amen sister so we will of course post that on instagram what is the name of our podcast? THC <laughs> Podcast. Wow. Just kidding. I know it. Meh, it just meh, meh. took me a minute. THC uh, Podcast. What's the name of our podcast? And we're coming up on our one year. One year. I don't want to talk about I it. Know. I, I can't. Because I, 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 my wheels have been spinning about all kinds of special things to do mm-hmm. for our one year. So we have to talk about that and figure out what special thing we can do. Yeah. I feel like doing like a one-off super special episode. 
So we'll talk about it. I can't wait. So THC podcast on Instagram is kind of the only social media I do. But, you know, check us out on all streaming sites. Tell your friends and family members. What what do they say? Like, rate and subscribe. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Ring the bell. Hey. <laughs> I think that's just for YouTube. I know. <laughs> amazing leave us comments i love talking to you guys on instagram it's super fun anything else b no is that it we didn't even finish all of our seltzers that's okay because apparently we have things to talk about now i have to pee Uh uh-oh row. all right guys thank you so much we love you we'll be back next week and we will see you next time adios